When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code WELCOME to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code WELCOME at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code WELCOME. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This episode of Play the Bay is brought to you by Believe Podcast Network and BetOnline.ag. Football might might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. And the only place you should be betting on these sports is bet, BetOnline.ag. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Reality TV. BetOnline has hundreds of props with real-time odds on almost anything you can imagine. And, of course, the 24-hour online casino. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And now, play the bay. From Channel Side Drive. Where Lord Stanley Cup rests. Time kicks down the Lightning with the Stanley Cup. Travel across the bridge to St. Pete to find our American League champs. And the Tampa Bay Rays have just won the American League pennant. And get ready to fire the cannon. Blob pass toward the end zone. Brodkowski makes the catch. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. What a great grab by Gronk. Because it's time for another episode of Play the Bay. Play the Bay. Welcome back to another episode of Play the Bay presented by Believe Podcast Network and Three Daughters Brewing. I'm Kaylee and I'm here with Evan and Chip. Guys, how are you doing today? Is that your IPA of the day? That is my IPA of the day. It is the Florida Orange IPA of the day. That one's actually fantastic. I have the orange as well. God, I can't really. Yes. Man, I should have had one. Well, that's okay. There we go. I cracked it open real quick. That was the best surprise to me is how good that one was because i feel like you can really go wrong with like heavy citrus and that one's just perfect i don't think i've ever had a bad well yeah maybe i have i think one i think when beers are brewed and they have like grapefruit in them yes they're they're too sweet and i don't like it i I want to chuck them across the room because they're so bad but this is like Perfect. Like the Florida Orange, which you should go and get yours today at Three Daughters Brewing, as well as there are many other brews on tap. Go to Three Daughters Brewing. Yes. Have you guys had um what's it called? They're they're called meads. Yo, yeah. Fire. I'm not gonna say anything, obviously. Evan, go right ahead. There's a mead (laughs) I drink. It's called Vikings Blood. Oh, I like it already. I'm a big fan of Vikings. Vikings blood. So, uh, if you if you wanna <laughs> if you wanna have a night to yourself and don't really wanna move anywhere, drink some mead, which is Vikings blood. Because I mean, you won't need much. You won't need much. You won't. Well, you might need like a just a maybe like a tiny glass to sip on. What? What? Oh yeah. What is in this? So Vikings blood is a mead. It's nineteen percent alcohol. 
Yeah. It's no. Not, oh yeah. Oh it's yeah. So unnecessary. What? That, yeah. That, <laughs> talk, talk amongst yourselves. I'll be right back. Oh You're my gosh. Go, I don't I, know if we should. I don't know what 19% alcohol would do, but there's a place in Jacksonville that does meads. Like that's kind of their go-to. So it's a lot of fruit wines. It's a lot of like blueberry, strawberry, raspberry. They're all amazing. Um, I had never had them before, but then I found out that you can make them. And I tried an an experiment to make a mead that definitely failed and it takes way too long. And, but I think they were like seven to 8% alcohol, not 19. So So this is, okay, that's it. That wow, that looks like uh, that's beautiful. Yeah, it looks like the bottle of blood in Lost Boys. Were uh, oh my gosh, nineteen percent. If you guys can read that, nineteen percent alcohol. Wow. I want to drink it out of one of those like um, horns. Oh, you know? there, yeah. <laughs> well, I was, gonna, I was gonna say a snifter glass, but hey, if you want to drink it out of a horn, that's cool. I mean, it's called Viking's blood. That's what? true. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, I yeah. If you just have a little bit of a a little glass, pour yourself on, and then. You're good to go. Viking splits. How that? much does that cost? This was actually not that expensive. I think it was like 28 bucks at total uh-huh. wine. Yeah. It wasn't That's that bad. bad because I've had this bottle for mm, a few months now. <laughs> now this is literally, if you're okay. normally drinking out of a 12 ounce glass, are you feeling, what are you, what are you, how are you filling it all the way up? Or are you under 12 ounces? No, 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 no. I'm under 12 ounces. I'm at a, like maybe a five ounce, six ounce pour. I'm not going the full wow. chill. Yeah, it's it's that it's that. Yeah, That's you'll get insane. a you'll get a nice little body buzz. You'll be you'll be in the good. You'll be dialed in, Chip. You'll, you'll be, be a Viking. <laughs> you'll be a Viking. Yeah, you're ready you'll to be, conquer worlds and take yeah. over lands and ride in a gondola. Yeah, you'll be wanting to go and watch. You'll be wanting to watch Thor Ragnarok a few times and <laughs> pray to the Norse North gods. Yeah, that's that's how – yeah, it's good stuff, dude. I'm t- I'm t- okay. Good stuff. I'm a, yeah. I'm a big fan of, like, Viking history and Norse culture, so I might try well, it. Make, Just for it'll, fun. It'll get you right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Straight <laughs> Viking blood show in one day. <laughs> yeah, we should all do Vikings blood and then try to host a show. That'll be like a bonus episode because I, I, I might have to like drink my beer real quick and then pour myself a glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see you develop throughout the podcast. Drinking okay. yeah. okay, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk. <laughs> so the Bucks, Bucks have Super Bowl this week, and they go, they're gonna. They're gonna play. They're gonna play. They're gonna. They're gonna play the Giants this week. Yeah. Yeah. And oh. and Josh Freeman is gonna lead them to the oh, Super Bowl. Wow. Oh, yeah. God, that's that amazing. Was it. Yeah. Cut. I, I kid. I kid. I kid. <laughs> do you guys, where do you guys want to start? Rays, Lightning, Bucks. We can start anywhere because we're in that weird. Uh, we're in that weird time where <sighs> nothing's really happening. The downtime and the uptime, kind of yeah, like a, yeah. a ride you go on as a kid, and you. You're coming up that first hill and you think you're getting ready to fly down, but then you get higher and you just wait till free agency comes. So, yeah, but it's okay though. You want to do baseball first, Evan, or what do you, what do you, what do you want to do, buddy? I yeah. kind of want to pour myself some Vikings blood. I'll say, well, let's, let's, let's go with Rays. Yeah. Let's, let's fire it up. All right. Let's, let's talk Rays. Obviously they're in spring training in Port Charlotte today. We're going to talk pitchers and catchers. So, the first question I have, obviously, is how confident are you guys feeling in their roster, in their in their pitching personnel? Obviously, they parted ways with Charlie Morton, Blake Snell, but you know, based on the guys that they're going into spring training with, the kind of creativity they're looking for, and what we've seen over the past five days, how confident do you guys feel in this pitching core, and how 
they're going to perform going into the season. Are you are you waiting for me? Because I'm not waiting for you because I'm going to choose my words wisely. Oh I boy, am. I love it when you do this. I am. Well, I'm not going to be like. This is low expectations time right here, Kaylee. You ready? Oh, I love it. I, I love I, low I, expectation, I, Evan. <laughs> and it's you. And it's usually I don't have low expectations for the Rays. That's why it's it's weird yeah. for me to say. I I have low expectations this year. I really do. I mean, you know, it, the Rays are always creative when it comes to getting things accomplished, especially when it comes to bringing in guys that either a, they had used to have guys that are maybe past their prime guys that they can just get on the cheap, but it, it's so, it's so good to see it pay off. You know what I mean? Because yeah. we, we've seen this before and a lot of people go, Oh, this will never work out. This will never work out. And then it ends up being the most genius plan ever. So then bringing back Archer, <clears throat> And then who, you know, he hasn't really pitched in a year. He was yeah. really, he was really bad in Pittsburgh. If he can, if Kyle Snyder can get him right, get, get, I mean, you could, you could have him at a number four slot in the rotation or number five and it could work out. I mean, he could be that guy who returns the form when he was with the Rays before and he turns out to be a steal. And then if Rich Hill can stay healthy, it could be another Charlie Morton situation where you've got a, a, a guy that did well in Minnesota. He did well in LA, but that's only when he was healthy. So it's, they've got so many guys that are on there that are boomer busts, boomer busts right now when it comes to the rotation, but it's, it's good because they've got depth. They've got a lot of depth now and you can, you can play around with the rotation because you've got guys that you can put in the rotation because you've got, you know, Honeywell in, in the minors who is, Hopefully going to be, we'll see him this year. He's recovering from his second surgery, but he's, I guess he's hundred percent. Freaking scary. Uh, Patino, uh, who they got in the Blake Snell trade, who is kind of like the cornerstone of that trade, who we might see as well. So, you know, they can, they can plug and play guys where they want to, you know, if somebody gets hurt or if they want to say, Hey, we're going to try something different with the, with the rotation. It's just, you know, it's, it's kind of like you throw the confetti in the air and you know, where's it going to go? That that's, that's where we're at. And, you know, I don't know. We'll see how little spring goes. You said I'm defeated already. I shouldn't sound defeated because, you know, they, they, Charlie Morton's gone. Blake Snell's gone. You know, I, I like Tyler Glass now as the ace, the number one in, in, in the rotation. You know, I want to see Tyler Glass now pitch the way he did throughout this past shortened season, but not like playoff Tyler Glass now, which you know when he gets <laughs> in the big games, it's yeah. so. Um, I have I have high hopes. You know, if they get dashed, it's you know we'll go back to the drawing board. But I, you know, I'm confident. I think this race team, I give them a B minus for this rotation. B minus. Yeah, it's it's fair. I think that's. And I'll, I'll agree with that. And I think you hit on, I mean, you covered the majority of the staff, so I'll just cover the guys, some of the guys in the other, the other side. Uh, Waka came in uh, from yeah. uh, St. Louis, who's a guy who really can find his groove and has pitched in the playoffs and can be uh, a productive pitcher. Same with um, Colin McHugh from, uh, from the Houston. Astros. Yeah. Um, those are guys that can have the ability to throw you know, no hitters can be starters. I think McGee will probably end up in the bullpen maybe because uh, he's coming off injury. But um, they all have good stuff. It's just about them finding uh, themselves again or finding their former selves. So, I mean, yeah, this is kind of a 
a discovery rotation. If they get into camp and spring training and these guys start to, to find it, all of them have really good stuff and they can have, they can be power pitchers. Waka can be a power pitcher. Uh, you know, I think McHugh can be kind of a, a, he can be a power pitcher, but he's got great breaking stuff. So yeah. um, they have a lot of guys that can do a lot of things. It's just kind of like, you know, who are you going to get? Which pitcher? Are you going to get the playoff tested through a no hitter, you know, shutout guy? Or are you going to get the, you know, guy that's been injured, can't find the plate, doesn't, you know, doesn't have command of his pitches. So it's risk reward. And with small market teams, that's what you get. You can't afford to go out and spend, you know, eight to ten million dollars on pitchers. So you get the guys that are coming off a year where the ERA was, I think, Waka's was like seven uh, at St. Louis. It's the first time, or six point five, or something like that. It was the first time in years he had been hit like that. So um, a small market team, you'll see what you get. But you have proven talent, and you have the ability to win in this whole rotation. Yeah, I like. I mean, you got you got Yarbrough too, who you know is still yep. in the rotation. He's a good guy. He's a he's a good pitcher. You could pit you could put him at maybe the number two slot, maybe the three. So I think it all depends on how Kevin Cash, you know, is going to do his you know pitching rotation. Are they going to do an opener again? Are they going to have an opener out there for, you know, for the three batters and then bring in the starter? Are you going to have one of the long relievers come in for the first couple innings and have? you know, one of your starters come in and eat the rest of the way. It, it kind of depends on what they're going to do. Now, the one thing I think we're all going to be kind of wanting to know is, are you going to let your pitchers go longer than five, six innings? Are you going to no. let them go? Like, you, are you going to let them go? Like, don't, I think Kevin Cash should go into this season going, maybe I shouldn't do the things I did last year when it came, came to my pitching rotation. Why? Now, that team got so far. <clears throat> Why? I, well, I lost from the World Series. Yeah, but all the other – you know who would be dying to be in the World Series? Everybody. His management the entire way got you to the World Series. Do you really think that's going to change? I, I hope it does. It won't. I know it won't, it won't. but I hope it does. I, I want to see – And not to mention the fact he got manager of the year. I know. Yeah. Okay. I just I think there's a lot of guys in across all sports that could look at analytics and, and go in with a game plan and execute it all year. I think what makes you next level and wins you championships is being able to look at a situation and make a call based on what's happening in front of your face. And I think that's kind of where that really got away from him. So I, I, and he spoke a lot about creativity heading into spring training. So it'll be interesting to see what they come up with, but so far it definitely doesn't look like they have anything set in stone, which could be good and could be bad, but you know, hopefully is good just given what we've kind of talked about so far. They have good depth. So I think yeah. any of these players, I think it really works to the Rays' favor because obviously we know they were injured and they got banged up really fast last year. We're put into spots where guys had to step in and, and do things they're not normally asked to do. But they've got proven starters with at least five or six guys. Now, granted, they're a little bit past their prime. Either they're coming off injury or they're you know having trouble locating. But most of them have the arm stamina to go five or six innings. So you can do – um, you know, if you want to do a closer for the first two innings or three innings, you can do that. Or if you want to run a start, I mean, he'll have a lot, he'll have a lot more in his toolbox this year, I think, when it comes to that, which will help. I hope. Yeah. I don't sure. I, I don't think they're done making any kind of moves. Because 
I can maybe still seeing them maybe go out and getting another bat for the offense too. I like the lineup. I like their projected lineup. I mean, you got you could put Austin Meadows at one or Kevin Kiermeyer's at leadoff. You got Brandon Lau. You got Rand- Rakem Randy or, or Rosarina. You got the G Man Choi with the stretchy legs. Manuel Margot, <laughs> Joey Wendell. You got Willie Adames. I mean, that I like that. I'm confident in the lineup. I like the lineup. Yeah. Um. And and truth be told, we may see Wander Franco come up this year. The number one prospect in the league right now, Wander Franco could come up. So I like I like their their projected lineup more than I like their pitching rotation right now. And that's that's usually the other way around. Is I usually hate their lineup, but I love their pitching rotation. So it's well, like flip flop this year. You're returning a lot of players, key players, obviously from last year's team, but where you were obviously really hurt is the starting rotation. So um, they backfilled as best they could with the money they have. And like we talked about before, this is a team with a window. You know, you have a window. You have like three years to really kind of hold the team together. If you're a small market team, maybe even less than that because you've already seen what happens as you lose guys that are obviously valuable and Morton and Snell obviously are, are very valuable pieces. So. I have yeah. a question for the both of you. Ooh. Ooh. It's a good question. Oh. Speak, speaking of windows, <laughs> do you think that window for being a championship team has closed after last year? Do you think it's maybe they're going to kind of falter this year? Like last year was – obviously it was a shortened season, but <clears throat> do you think that race team of 2020, that door has now been shut and you don't think this team could maybe go back to the playoffs? Are they even wild card worthy this year? Chip, go ahead. I mean, you gotta well, <laughs> let's look at I mean, and I don't know, I don't have that in front of me. How many wins did Morton have? 12, 13? How many wins did Snell have? 12, 13? So I mean, you're looking at maybe a deficit of, you know, tw- I mean, at 20 wins, maybe 30 wins. I know, I know. So I, know. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I mean. Is the window closed? No, I don't think it's closed, but you got to look at your limited in your market for what you can do because of your size. So you yeah. can't, I mean, on the window definitely, I think, got smaller because you downgraded in one of the most important areas, pitching. What do you think, yeah. Um, I, I agree. And like, that's my initial reaction, especially going from a 60 game season to 162 game season, which is another big factor of looking at, you know, a lot. I don't want to say a lot of teams could could kind of put something together for sixty games because a lot of teams didn't do that. But looking how they've developed off season going into spring training, it doesn't seem like they're going to be able to put it together for one hundred and sixty two games going into a postseason. I just don't see that for them. Um, but I don't like how much do you think this going back and you know more than doubling your games per season is going to affect especially pitchers this year. I mean, I feel like it's going to have a little bit of an impact. Yeah. I'm just not sure how much. Right. Yeah. So Blake Snow won 11. And I mean, you got, um, you know, that was a lot. So, I mean, yeah, you're dealing with a longer and like, kind of like Kaylee said, we were all caught kind of off guard last year. And that's a whole nother caveat. We're going to have to look at as the season goes on. And we know we've already, they talked about, you know, changing, you know, spring training, total amounts of games, whatever. Yeah. And everybody hasn't really, or actually I think everybody's assembled now. Isn't everybody in the clubhouse now? 
Yes, everybody yeah, has yeah. reported. So yeah. yeah. They're, so they're, I mean, you're going to have to see in this next two weeks. You know, how is this going to work? Is the whole team going to get COVID or is no one going to get COVID or what's going to be? So I think we'll see in the coming weeks, but everybody's going to have to go back to semi-normal schedule as far as that's concerned. So I think stamina, younger guys who haven't been through this might be difficult. Older guys, more experienced guys like the Rays have, I think can manage offseason better and and know kind of how they feel and and what they need to do. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I can can agree with that. I can dig that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's let's talk catching. Um, you know, obviously they resigned Mike Zunino initially initially declining his option and then and then paying out and then resigning him again. Oh. And he's expected to split duties with Francisco Mejia. So neither of those players, when you look at what the numbers they put up over the past couple of years, <laughs> obviously people are looking for Mejia to really translate minor league success over to the majors that is still up in the air, still under question. And, and the question of, is this his last chance? Is this a new beginning? Is he going to extend his career or is this kind of going to be a farewell tour of sorts? So how are you guys feeling about catchers? How are you guys feeling about those guys in particular? And as far as where do you think this season is going to go for them? We're lacking. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, obviously. Zanino obviously is a dependable um, battery mate. So he's a guy that you can put out there and he knows the staff-ish, even though we got a lot of new pitchers. But he, you're going to know what you get defensively, offensively. He, I mean, was, he showed glimpses and they were just like, like two to five game glimpses of like having, good excerpts of hitting and then came through with one home run um, in a playoff game. And um, you know, it's a, it's a veritable forest out. It, it's really desolate. Uh, we need a young player. We need some, uh, some young talent, or maybe we sign somebody else uh, to, to come on to. So <clears throat> it's all because of to throw up. I can already tell. So I'm just going to be quiet. It's all because so. of damn Buster Posey. That's why. <laughs> the Rays were supposed to draft him a long time ago, and they yes. passed. They passed on him, and ever since, like the Rays have not been able to get a catcher. Like the Braves <laughs> have been pretty good beneficiaries from the Rays. Well, yeah, good, well, good for you. Yeah, Travis DeArnold. Just, no, <laughs> just saying. Uh, way to rub it in my face, there, pal. No, just just a comment. I. I, I can see why they brought back, you know, not for his bat, of course, but no. you know his his way he was he worked with the pitchers last year. I mean, he's he's great behind the backstop. Just his bat, just so bad. It's every time he gets up, it's just like like you should you are a catcher. You should be able to hit something because all you deal all day with is pitchers. For God's sakes. <laughs> Uh, and Mejia is not much better. I mean, he was a prized prospect at one point in the Padres farm system, but he's just, he's almost as bad as, and, you know, I, I have no confidence in this, this backstop tandem whatsoever. I was really upset when they let Ronaldo Hernandez go on the most recent trade that they have. It's, it's, I, I look at this and I say the kit, the catching for the Rays is like a bucket of yuck. It's it's a bucket of yuck. Bucket of yuck. I look at it as great. We've got good defense, but you know when it comes to guy, dependable. He's a straight shooter, but when it comes to (laughs) 
the 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 runs and hitting. It's just like I I I would rather I'd rather have a child out there trying oh, to, to catch. Oh, and I'm I'm gonna say it. I just I have no confidence in this. I have no confidence in their catchers whatsoever. Thank you, Vic. More like a bucket of stuff. Vic knows a bucket Vic of stuff. He knows. Vic wow. knows. Vic is real. I love Vic. I Vic's on Twitter a lot. He's he's really campaigning for that Gronk jersey. So we may have to give it to him or not. We'll just we'll figure that out. We'll, we'll figure that out by the end of the show. Yeah, know. yeah. We got a I just, little bit. So will, yeah, we got a little bit of time. But I just like the catching position has always been the weak spot of the race. Like each and every season, it's been just weak. It's been weak sauce. When they had Travis Dayarno, it was that was a good catching guy they got for cheap. But other than that, it's been weak sauce, and that's what I hate. It's just like give me a give me a homegrown catcher, which you guys can never ever get. You guys can have pitchers all day, but you can't find a damn catcher. I'm done. Wow. Let's move on. Wow. And on that note, let's and move on. <laughs> And I haven't started to drink Vikings blood yet. Just letting you know. I Not even yet. Not <laughs> even yet. So that Not was even yet. I might have to. That was all just Florida Orange IPA, Evan. If I pour it into my beer can, is that is that okay? Oh, God. Why would you try to hurt yourself like that? Well, I don't want to get up and get a glass. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll laugh. I mean, that's fine. But we we'll support laugh. you 100%. Yeah, I, I mean, I support I, the move. I mean, if I can get the support from you two, that's all. Yeah. That's all. That all oh, back you, all you, you always have that. You always have that. I, I've been yeah. loopy today. I don't know if it's the weather because my allergies or I took allergy medicine this afternoon, but I'm just I'm in rare form today for some reason. I don't know why. I have to. I feel you. Also, shout out to Michael Waka before we move on from the race because his brother, Lucas, played for the Viking or for the Vipers. So fun tidbit. If the Vipers return, we will <laughs> talk about that. But but yeah, so let's uh <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to the Tampa Bay Lightning, who had quite a rough patch, you know, lost a little three, skid, a little yeah. skid, yeah. little skid, Counted, losing three yeah. or four coming into last night. Obviously, they were able to get a four to two win over the Hurricanes, but, you know, that's really helping them get back on track. And they talked a lot about kind of going back to the basics. That's what you heard yeah. Cooper talking a lot about after the game, um, you know, but they lost two to the Panthers, one to Carolina and you know, what What are you seeing from the Lightning so far? G- give me something that's promising about the Lightning based on last night's win, but then also give me something that worries you going ahead in the season. I mean, I think the power play is something that's always been – it seems to be going well. I know that was worrisome. Uh, I haven't tuned into a ton of hockey because football has been so freaking fantastic this year. So uh, I do not know the statistics, but I know the power play is something that you always want to be able to capitalize on. Uh, and obviously, if you're scoring six goals, you're doing something right. So offensively, looks like that's good. They came out and played playoff hockey last night. Like, Were their arms flying? Were their yeah, it was like, sh- it was like mean, sh- shoot, 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 scatter, scatter, shoot, shoot, shoot. It was like came out like a, it was almost like a machine gun. That was coming out. Really? It was like, oh yeah, and that's then. That's what was missing for that past skid was the, how should I say, the aggressiveness that we saw last so the night. The energy level, the tempo yeah. was up. And, and I think Coop said this in the press game conference. Like, look, you're gonna hit those skids, man. You're gonna have those those times where you're gonna lose a couple, and that's you know it's normal. But with the with the this whole way the the schedule set up is you're gonna be playing these teams multiple upon multiple times. So now. Yeah. And it's 
with the Hurricanes, the Hurricanes always give the Lightning trouble. I mean, we've seen this in the playoffs the past couple of years. You know, yeah. just last year they went, they got over that hump from being eliminated in the first round the year before that. But I think this is a step in the right direction because now this this it puts this team back on the right track going forward. Because I was con- I was concerned, man. I was a little concernicus when it came. It to was that. a mini a mini skid, like we said. Yeah, yeah. But I they I think they went back to basics. I mean, you have. That, that same play that where, where Stamkos is always at, he snipes it. That's that's a running play for the Lightning. Like if, if you're a team going against the Lightning and you see that setup, you know it's going to Stammer, and you know Stammer's going to snipe it in. That's why I, I love watching the Lightning so much because you, you kind of know what to expect but don't expect it. It's like, okay, they might go this way, but they're, they're going to go back that way. That's what I like about this team the most. But I, I have confidence. Like, this is a step back on the right track. Let's get the Stanley Cup training going again, man. I, I can't wait till next couple of weeks because then uh, fans can go back at Amelie Arena and watch the games. So Yeah. No, that's so, what's the time frame on that? Uh, they said March. So a couple of weeks. Are we going to get those VIP tickets again? I think we should. I just want to be quiet here while you are. Are you doing it? Yeah, I feel like I I need to hold my breath. (laughs) Such an intense operation going on. There you go. That's it? That's all you're drinking? Wow, that was like three ounces. That was like a shot of NyQuil you just poured in. I'm terrified of this substance now. Kaylee, you should be. (laughs) Just go to your local local Total Wine. We'll have it. Okay. I'll try it. Definitely have to do that. I don't know how how well it's going to taste out of a can, but we'll find it. Try it. Taste test right now. Ooh, it has a IPA scent. Yeah, it does. Has an orange, orange zest from the beer that was in the can. <laughs> ah, that's quite, quite magical, by the way. Hmm. All right, so you mentioned the hurricanes. <laughs> we'll move on from that. <laughs> it was like ASMR. I like it, yeah. but it makes me uncomfortable at the okay. same time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning, obviously, are, they're just in that conversation for the Stanley Cup still. I think the stats currently yes. have them as like the third most likely team or tied with the top three teams to win the Stanley Cup again. So, you know, other than the Hurricanes, like you mentioned, they're playing these teams over and over again. The schedule is set up in a pretty unique way this year and given the adjustments for COVID. Who do you think is going to give them the most trouble down the stretch as we get further into this NHL season? I think, Evan, you kind of hit on this, dude. It's going to be the teams they're playing so much where you dissect. You get to see a team so many times and that you're going to be able to figure out those little nuances that you get when you're staying in your own league. So, I mean, anybody obviously having to get out of there and, and winning your division will be tough. Um, I don't know, man. You just said it. I mean, it could be either – I think just getting out of our, our division. Can't, getting out of who we're playing is going to be tough. It's crazy. So many times. It's crazy to like the Florida Panthers. Yeah, wild. Have have been giving the Lightning trouble. Like the, I didn't even I I forgot Miami had a, a Miami has a hockey team that's not even named after the city that's it, it's in. I forget every day. Yeah, and I think Miami forgot they had a hockey team. Yep. Which is which is which is crazy. I would say the teams that's going to really kind of give them the most. Hurricanes, obviously. Hurricanes is what I wanted to say. And fucking the effing Panthers, man. The Panthers. For some odd reason, the Panthers are good this year, which is weird. I think once you get out of that and you're moving forward, then, you know, you can kind of, you like we said, you don't see a lot of those teams. You're just staying in your division. So 
Um, you can pull elements of surprise. You can change your, oh boy, that, was that a big sip? Wow, your face <laughs> went really south for the winter there. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. But yeah, I, I still think the Lightning, they have the best chance, well, you know, one of the best chances of teams advancing, um, you know, in the NHL. I still think very much in reach. Yeah. Okay. I think with all I think with all the offseason moves too. I mean, they actually had to let some, some guys go, resign yeah. some guys, bring in some some guys too as well in the trades they made. It's made this team a lot better for for yeah. the good. So I I'm I I've got so much confidence in this team that this could be a repeat team. And of course, you know, when you have Tom Brady, you know, in the in the area, it's that Tom Brady. We have Tom Brady between the pipes. I mean, anything. And you know what? You know what? I think really won Tom Brady that championship was maybe the shoes, and maybe he got those shoes from eBay, because you know, I just want to give an, our newest sponsor eBay a, a shout because wherever rare uh, dead stock or the latest release find the exact shoe you're looking for as the original sneaker uh, manufacturer marketplace eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing with eBay's authenticity. I can't even say that word anymore. That's authenticity guarantee. Yeah. You're going to have to read the spot next time. Your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professionals, uh, a team of experienced sneaker, uh, authentic, often I verify the box logo <laughs> pitching and dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives an, a guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of guarantee and also protects sellers with a verified return process. And for the sneaker sellers out there, eBay eliminated selling fees on sneakers, a hundred dollars or more, making it free to sell or flip your collection. What a go, great to e- deal. go to eBay dot com slash sneakers today ebay the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selections i swear believe is going to say you need to have somebody else read that spot or you're done reading ebay that's tough authenticity gets you austin austin yeah authenticity speaking of tampa bay buccaneers huh yeah talk about that was it. a great segue though right I that mean, was a great segue raised <laughs> flag salary cap is in cuts oh, are coming free a- actually franchise tag started today yeah. today yeah. that's right so kaylee talk us and walk us through what you're thinking as far as cap actually, casualties and maybe a tag candidate or actually yeah. kaylee before you do that for mm-hmm. the uninitiated can you kind of explain what the salary cap is for people that don't understand the cap? I'll explain a little bit about the Bucks cap situation and the NFL's cap situation um, in terms of dollars. So that way we all understand price tags coming into this. Um, so the league has announced that the minimum is going to be a floor of 180, $180 million. Um, obviously that depends on pending broadcast deals and other revenue streams that the NFL has coming in as they yep. renegotiate those deals. Um, but it's unlikely to go up much more just given what we know about the TV ratings and other kind of opportunities that COVID really put a damper on in 2020. So sticking to 180 million as a fair assumption, um, maybe right over would be probably the best way to go. But for the Buccaneers, the estimates right now range anywhere from 13 million to 30 million in estimated cap space. 30 million being on the higher end, probably a pretty generous estimate um, given by ESPN of all people. So it's likely to be somewhere 20 to 25, if I had to guess. But it's pretty interesting because 
you look at the Bucks and these guys that they probably could have signed, like this top talent and top league talent that two to three years ago they could have signed for cheap and gotten on the low. Now they really have to contend with 32, 31 other teams in this league to retain them just because now they're in the spotlight. They won the Super Bowl and they're trying to keep between five and six of these guys together based on what Bruce Arians has said. He keeps repeating that five to six number, which gives me an indication that there are a couple guys on this list of free agents that are not necessarily highest priority. Um, And those guys that are the top names here, Shaq Barrett and Daba Kung Su, Leonard Fournette, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Ryan Suckup. Rob Gronkowski, Levante David. So that's eight names. They're looking to retain between five and six. Six would probably be generous, um, but that is the number. And if anyone can do it, uh, Jason Light can probably do it, just given his past in <laughs> enabling contracts. Kaylee, yeah. I, I need to ask you. Okay, so, you know, they've got so many free agents that, you know, it's, it's kind of like split offense yeah. and defense. If you're Jason Light and you're Bruce Arians, you're the Glazers, and their financial guy's a wizard, anyways, that is his. I forget his name. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, what do you when you're looking at the situation now going into this season where you're you're trying to go for two, you're you're wanting to win another Super Bowl, you want to bring all these guys back, but obviously there's gonna be a couple of guys that you're gonna have to say, look, we we can't afford you. Best of luck to you. Free agency is probably gonna be good to you. If you're going to be kind of more on if you're going to look at on a, on a bigger scheme of things, what, what are you going to really, really lean heavy on? Are you going to say, Hey, I'm going to bring, I'm going to try and bring all my core defensive guys back. Or am I going to say, Hey, my offense is my, my biggest priority. Or are you going to say my yeah. defense is my biggest priority? Which one of those two is your main focus? If you're, if you're Jason light right now. Yeah. I think if you have <laughs> Tom Brady locked in for a year, I would really focus on this defense. Cause The guys that are defensive free agents are really scary to lose. Any one of those guys losing them is going to be a huge hit and you're going to lose one or more of them. Um, But I think when you look at postseason, the offense put up fine numbers. I mean, Tom Brady put up fine numbers, but the offense did not win them those playoff games, did not win them the Super Bowl. The defense really put them in a position to win and kept them in it. And we saw that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers team leading up to week 12 and 13 when they went into their bye week was very different than the than the Buccaneers team we saw coming out of the bye week heading into the playoffs and then obviously dominating in the Super Bowl and that really is just a change in the defense. It's Todd Bowles switching up some guys, letting them play to their strengths, really kind of switching up that defensive scheme when necessary and really playing to his opponents. So I think when you look at who's most important here, it's the defensive guys. The bad part is that those are the more expensive guys right now. And that just comes because you have a lot of these one-year deals. You've got a lot of these friends of Tom Brady that are on the offense. And the defensive guys are the hardest pieces to put together in the puzzle because they are worth so much, obviously, just given their performance. Um, So those are the guys that I would, you need to focus on keeping. Now, I think you're going to lose some of those guys and you're going to retain some of those guys. And now it's just figuring out which is more important. Out of the defensive free agents, who do you think is going to bounce? Who do I think is going to leave? Uh, I think Shaq Barrett's gone. Um, I, I I want him to stay. I think he wants to stay, and he's kind of been adamant about wanting a long, long-term deal. I think he knows that it's smart for him to return. I think everyone in this organization is has a win-now mindset. That's what they had coming into the season. It's very short-term. They're trying to go for two. 
Um, but I think he also understands his worth. And when you look at his potential for a contract and what he's probably going to get offered from other teams in this league who really need someone strong at that position, I think his contract alone is going to take up most of their available salary cap, if not all of it, just given how it shakes out once all is said and done. But I, I, I think he's out if I had to go with my gut on that one. So I think that's the one defensive guy that that's going to bounce. I think it's unfortunate, and we all know just from the uh, the game itself, we just now talked about the baseball windows. So you have teams that make your big push, but Kaylee, kind of what you alluded to, the Buccaneers had some great players back in the day, Levante, David, mm-hmm. some guys that were coming up that they chose to kind of, you know, short, not, not long tron- contracts, but one or two year deals and just kind of try to keep everybody together. And when they finally assembled, got everybody together. Yes, they won a Super Bowl, but now you have some of your premier guys that are in the mix and they're leaving or have the ability to leave all at the same time. I think defensively, either Levante David, Shaq Barrett, and I think he, if you had to make a worth or an equal guy, Godwin is the other one. Those Mm -hmm. are your your big pieces, all three of those, I think. And on defense, you have, you know, three linebackers. You have White, you have David and Barrett. So, I mean, you can – if you're going to pick from a spot, and like you said, Kelly, defensive, you know, those positions cost more than a, a yeah. franchise tag on a wide receiver, then you're, you're probably going to lose one of those guys. But they're saying, and we won't know the franchise numbers, obviously, till the league year starts, but, um, you know, Godwin, they're saying that franchise tag for wide receiver could be, you know, I think 13 or, or maybe, you know, somewhere 12 to 14 million, maybe somewhere in there. So that's almost half, depending upon where the final cap goes. That's almost half of your available cap. Yeah. And that's your whole cap if you tried to squeeze deals with just both those players. So if you sign both those, then you wouldn't be able to sign maybe any more, depending upon what kind of deals you gave. We got to yeah. get our boy get our boy Jason Curtis back on the pod so we can talk yeah. about this. Yeah, I'm, we definitely have to, to get this take. I, I look at this as almost the Bucks are – they're kind of they're really in, in, a, in a good spot because even if some guys are not able to come back, you're going to have veterans that are say, are going to come down and say, "Hey, I will take less money to come down to Tampa because I'm yeah. chasing the ring." You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and there's even veterans on the on the the team right now, like Sue, Mike Evans, even Tom Brady. They're like, "We want to restructure our contracts." I'm yeah. sure Gron- I'm sure Gronk is going to be like, "Listen, I'll take less money to stay here. I want to stay here." Yeah. Even though I heard rumors that. Miami might throw Gronk like 30 million for 10 for three years, like for 30. Like, no, he's not going to go down there. As long as he's in driving distance of the Miami parties, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think he needs to go to Miami. I think he's no. fine. <laughs> Tampa. Dude, dude yeah. what I can't understand though, and I totally agree with your point, but the definition of less money is, is kind of skewed because you gave Gronk 8 million. 10. Last year, 10 million. 10. So, okay, fine. So say you're going to give him eight for one year. Well, that's a third of your cap space. So yeah. that means you're going to have to kick Godwin or you're right. going to have to kick Levante David if you give him that much. Yeah. So, I mean, guys are going to have to take 20, 30, 40% pay cuts to even have that be remotely close. But Chip, if, if they're willing to do that to chase another ring, why not? I mean, I will have to take five. Expect will have to take like three. I think, especially with the the veteran, the veteran veterans who have 
nothing left to to prove and just want to you know win rings. I mean, if, if if those guys are willing to take that pay cut, I think they're willing to do that just to chase another ring. I mean, you got Tom Brady for obviously for this next year, and then beyond that, we don't know. I mean, he's already kind of teased yeah. that he might play till he's forty five, but we don't know. Yeah. So if you're the older guys on the team who are still playing at, at the top of their form, let's let's be honest with you. Yeah, but who is that though? You know, Sue. He's, I mean, okay. So what? I don't even know what he made last year. I think he made eight. He made he made eight. I think he made yeah. eight, eight, eight points. Oh, okay. So you're still gonna pay him? Say if you pay him four and you pay Gronk five. Let's say he cuts the salary in half. That's nine. If you're only getting, we said near low twenties, maybe towards top thirty, top towards thirty million. Which that's probably not it. That's thirty percent of your salary cap. Right. You yeah. can sign one Godwin, or you can sign. One linebacker. If you sign both those guys at fifty percent deals, yeah, that's can, what you can do. Kaylee, can you? Well, who's going to really be? I mean, you could look at guys like Cam Brady, who I think is yeah. making six point five. Yeah, next year, he's probably going to be expendable. You're going to have to look at him and go, if we really want to keep Gronk, or they can look at the OJ Howard situation that they have, and is okay. Are we going to look towards the future, or are we going to look? at the present and try and win another one with these guys. So, well, you know, they yeah. have to make a decision there. Do you think Cam Brady is going to be one of those guys that's going to be saying bye-bye to Tampa? Yeah. And I think that is going to, the, his name has been connected to a lot of trade talk. And I think that could be really possible just depending on where these free agents end up. I think he's going to be kind of that chess piece that can be moved around and, and really used to kind of drive some of these trades and lucky for lucky for them. He had a decent season and his name was, was out there. So he should be at least somewhat of a, of a move um, for some of these teams that are looking for a guy like that. Um, But yeah, I think that's the thing is, are they looking for the future? Are they looking for now? And I think right now they're in a unique position because most teams going into free agency, they're not only evaluating their free agents, they're evaluating the free agents around the league to fill those gaps yeah. with veterans or guys that have that NFL experience. And the Buccaneers really just aren't looking that far out just because they don't have to, right? Like they've got everything they want. They yeah. just have too much. And I think when you look at the success of their team this year, it really wasn't, you didn't need all of these guys. They were just nice to have. And so right. they have to determine what's a necessity and what's nice to have. And I think it's going to be tough because when you look at guys like Gronkowski, you look at guys like Antonio Brown, like they're nice to have, but did they need to be there? Like, would they not have won the Super Bowl without either of those guys? Like, it'd be really hard to convince me that if you take those guys away, they wouldn't have still won a Super Bowl. And I know that they made big plays here and there, but like Tom Brady is just so much about driving who gets the ball and when who gets the ball when. It's less about their ability, even though they're extremely capable and able athletes. It's less about their ability and more about where does Tom Brady want to put the ball, right? So I think you'd be hard pressed to convince me that either of them made such an impact on this team that they have to come back and they are a necessity for winning another Super Bowl. I think they're going to come. I I envision them both coming back just because they're Tom Brady's guys. Gronk is not going to play without Tom Brady. Antonio Brown would be pretty tough to find somewhere else, just given his off field issues. And I think Tom Brady is probably the only person that can keep him in line at this point and not even really at that point. But is, is AB still living at his house? I have no idea. I know. Now we have had Mike Evans did restructure a bonus. Yeah. Ali Marpet did restructure a bonus. So you're already looking at almost six million that has been structured, I believe, currently right now. But yeah. as of right now, no one else has restructured 
any con any any cap room. Brady yeah. right now is fifteen percent of the it, overall cap. I think these guys are still celebrating their their Super Bowl win. Yeah, oh, even yeah. though I know I know Brady's back to work already. He's he's already training. And yeah, I think uh, Super Bowl Lenny is back to training already too. Well, yeah, and that's an interesting one too. Is I think he's, like I think guys gone. like he's yeah gone. he's gone he's he gone. gone he gone. But in guys like Indomitian Su, guys like Mike Evans, like they might come in restructure their contract. The the simple fact is, unless every single one of those guys and more restructures their contracts, you still cannot bring back all of your top pieces. So. Yeah. You know, I think, and when you look at Leonard Fournette, like he's a guy that I just don't envision doing that. Just we we have a good idea of who he is as a person, not bad, not good, not in, it's pretty indifferent. But it's just I don't see him necessarily taking less money. I think now he's set up in a better position than he was last offseason to go out and get a contract. I could see him end up somewhere like Pittsburgh, end up somewhere like Kansas City, where they need a little bit more reinforcement on their run game, ending up somewhere that is going to pay him just above what the Bucks would, right? Like no team has to get crazy and pay Leonard Fournette a bag to come play for them, but they But they will. They will. They will, they will overpay for him. And yep. they'll they'll do the same thing with Godwin. And like as much as it seems like Godwin is going to be part of this team next year, I'm still under the belief that that probably won't happen, just given the fact that I do see a lot of teams like the Jets, the Dolphins, the Patriots. Like there's so many teams that just need that one wide receiver. They just need that one guy that's going to come in and outperform who they have on their roster. And a lot of those teams are going to be willing to overpay for it and, and show up and put those offers out there. And as much as Godwin has... Sh- said he wants to stay in Tampa Bay like these guys want to get paid too and I think Godwin and Leonard Fournette are two guys where you're gonna have teams coming in overpaying and getting them out of Tampa Bay I think Godwin should stay Miami's gonna be a team on the up dude I love him keeping his Florida area drinking that Dolphins Kool-Aid bro I know I gotta tell you well when you look at him as a as a team and we we digress for a hot second multiple first round picks Multiple second round picks. Yep. There's a core group of players. Chip, they're a fourth. They're a fourth quarter quarterback away from from doing something. They don't, yeah. I don't trust I mean, Tua. I don't trust Tua at have, all. See, God, it's one. What is everybody? I don't. Is a franchise quarterback no. found in one year nowadays? Sometimes What's it the, is. You're crazy. Sometimes I don't People trust. People are very impatient now in the NFL. That <laughs> Even one year? It's, it's the millennial generation. I don't no, trust. That is, yeah, that's changed. I, I feel like we saw that all year where people, and like over the past couple years where it's just, you used to be able to like let those guys play. Like you forget how much struggle some of the greatest quarterbacks face at the beginning of their oh, career God. because they would go yes. like four or five, six years not really doing anything, not winning games, not going to the playoffs, and then all of a sudden they become great. But people forget that, and now quarterbacks are out. And I I feel like Tua's going to end up moving. I'm just interested to see if and when that happens and where he goes. But I think the Dolphins are already exploring other quarterback options, which is wild to me. Well, I agree with you, But when when you're picking in the top five, you should be looking at other quarterbacks if you're not happy. Now, granted... Yeah. I don't think one year you can't judge you can't judge no, a guy that came no. in for an injured guy and didn't get a full. I mean, dude, you just can't. I don't. Sam Darnold is going on his fifth year, and I'm telling you right now, I still think Sam Darnold has something left. Yeah, see, I, I agree with you on that because I agree. I agree, I agree. I agree. because he was in a bad situation with a bad coach and bad offense altogether. I I, I agree that if you put Darnold in the right situation, he could probably do well. I agree with you on that. I just 
just with Tua and his the way he looked last year, and you flip flop from him and Fitzpatrick, it That's you're already doing though. That's not him. Yeah, he has I no have, say in what goes on when he gets thrown I, into the game. I just I have going into year two, I still have no confidence in into a Tugnavaloya. I don't. And dude, if they draft a Alabama wide receiver in the top five to go with Tua that he's played with, stop the nope. press boy. No, nope. because he's not No, nope. it won't do any good. I have why Alabama quarterbacks have historically been proven they are, do not do well in the NFL. Historically I mean, that's fair. That's fair. I also just think, though, that no one is willing to go. No one's willing to go 100 percent into anything. Right. Like no one anymore is willing to build a franchise around a quarterback. And it's kind of weird. like they will. They'll do it around older guys, but they won't do it around young guys. And it's like, I don't know how you expect them to succeed when you're not putting them in a position to do so. And like, I just feel like that about a lot of the young quarterbacks. It's like, who are you putting around them? Are you building the scheme for them? They're kind of just plugging and playing with these young guys. And it's like, that's not going to work. It didn't work for anyone before them. There's an exception to the rule with Joe Burrow, though, because. Yeah, well, yeah. And he had terrible he offensive line. That that real offensive line. Well, yeah. still, but you're, but he showed that he can do a lot with less. Like he had a terrible offensive line, not much weapons, but like the way he, he was getting a better record than the Bengals. But the it shows that with a, with, a, but but it it shows that Burrow could do with what he had and what and it wasn't much. But Tua, Tua Miami had a decent offensive line. I, I just I look at these two guys and they're so, they're so totally on the spectrum. Like Burrow oh, is, God, yeah, well, yeah I, they are. I, I Burrow's gonna be a st- if if Cincinnati can do him right and bring in some people to protect him. Yeah. I, I just don't. I just Tua is gonna be a three or four year guy at most, and then he'll be a backup somewhere. I also just I, think I just the don't way. What they expected from Joe Burrow as opposed to what they expected from Tua were two completely different things, right? Like you brought in Joe Burrow. You said like, you're our starter. You're our franchise guy. Like you are the Bengals now. Now you have no O-line. You have pretty much shit defense. You don't really have that many like great top NFL weapons to work with. So I feel like what we saw from Joe Burrow was obviously fantastic. He's a really talented player and he's going to be great. But also like they were expecting him to throw 60 passes a game. You know what I mean? Like they were expecting him to do things like that where I don't know what the goal was in Miami. Like I don't I don't think that they had Super Bowl on their mind. I don't think that they had anything but like rebuilding the culture and getting things in order for next year. And I think the way that they played Tua was so different than the way that they played Joe Burrow. Not saying that Tua is as good as Joe Burrow. I don't think so at all. But I do think that they like Miami has a good defense. So you saw them on the field way more than you saw the Bengals defense. So you're seeing Joe Burrow right. have to scramble, have to stay on the field, have to keep their defense off the field. Whereas in Miami, they were able to lean on their defense a little bit more. They were able to put to a, in more conservative situations. And I don't necessarily know that that is a benefit for him because he is a guy that kind of thrives in those out of pocket situations. But I, I, I don't know. I just feel like it's too quick to write him off. I'm not saying he's going to be great, but I think I think when you see what's happening with these like veteran guys that were written off and now they're being resurrected just by the right coach, the right system, I think it's it's hard to write anyone off, especially after less than a year in the league. Have they, have they, brought, have they brought back Fitzy yet for next year? No. No. 
free agent stuff. Oh, I think it's also Burrow's stats have nowhere to go but up if you're going to throw the football yeah. 60 times a game, dude. Yeah. If you're throwing the football yeah. <laughs> times a game and you don't yeah. have good stats, you're freaking crazy. You need to be yeah. out of the league if you can't throw 60 passes and have a good game. Yeah. Crazy. We just went from cap space to Joe Burrow talk. <laughs> Young quarterback. Hey, that's gonna be we all know this offseason is going to be fantastic, but the Buccaneers have to draft towards the back of the draft, unfortunately. For the first time the in a while. So there you go. Yeah. So what do you guys think? Question to pose. Where do you go if you're going to be losing a linebacker? You're going to be losing a wide receiver or you're going to be where do you think? Where would you go at 32? I'm 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 taking calls and uh, I'm gonna trade out. I'm gonna trade yeah. out. Yeah, yeah open I'm gonna, for I'm business. Gonna, yeah, I'm open for business right now because there's gonna be teams wanting to jump back in and get you know a running back or or yeah. offensive lineman. I'm I'm taking calls. I'm open for business. I'm I'm gonna trade out and go say okay, yeah. I'll take that. That's what I'm I say that too. I mean, I could I could see O line, um, yeah. but I really yeah. just think at that point, like you're not gonna get any of the tippy top defensive talent at that position. So why not go either O-line or just trade out? It just makes sense to trade out. Cause like I said, you're not really looking for anything. You're just looking to pick from what you have. Like you have too much already. Yeah. That's, that's my thoughts. All right. Should we give this uh, Jersey away? Yeah. I think, I think since, since he's, he's been so active on the comments, apparently apparently it's his birthday. It was his birthday on Friday. Yeah, he what? It was his birthday on it was Friday. His birthday. It was Friday. his birthday, and he's been active. He's uh, Vic. Congratulations, you got the Gronk jersey. Yeah. Uh, DM us in the in our Twitter feeds. We'll we'll get the information from you. I will tell you this: it is a size medium, but it fits like a large. So hopefully it'll fit you. But uh, congratulations, Vic Robertson. You have won the Rob Gronkowski Buccaneers jersey. Congratulations, my friend. Love that for you. You have to pay for I'm always something. something. That's right. Joe Namath, Alabama. He's ready. Dude. All oh, right. He was, come on. That's a different time, man. We're quarterbacks and show up drunk. <laughs> you said I'll quarterback. Sorry. That was what? Back Vic, in the 60s and 70s. Come on. Come on. Vic said it. Uh, the wife needs one. Boom. There you go. The wife. There you go. Love there that for go. her. Yeah. All right. Anything before we get out? <sighs> no. Franchise tag. Dude. That's all we're waiting for until what? The next couple, like March. Seventh or eighth, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Thoughts and prayers go out to Tiger Woods, who was involved yeah. in a single car accident today. A very, very scary accident. Uh, if you saw the reports today in his vehicle, tumbled down a hill. Uh, he was in surgery today, got multiple surgeries on his legs, multiple fractures, breaks, whatever it is. So he's got a long road ahead. Uh, other than that, we don't know any more reports coming out about the accident. So thoughts and prayers go out to Tiger Woods, the goats. Uh, hopefully it is a speedy recovery. So yeah, sucks. Cool. Sucks. Yeah. Sucks, sucks, sucks. Unfortunate. Sucks. Kaylee. That's it. No, Thanks guys nothing, for tuning in. Nothing from you. No. At all. God. I got nothing. I have a headache today, so you're welcome for putting on, <laughs> on the podcast space <laughs> today has been wonky i've not felt good similarly to you evan i don't know what's I, happening it's the as the pollen in the air i think it's it the pollen me. the weather the fact that it was like raining two days ago and cold and now it's like not so it's but know. it's so nice out right now i went out today and i i was oh this is like perfect baseball weather i can't wait to go watch games oh 
I can't, wait I can't to take believe off you guys didn't make fun of my tan, my glasses, like my goggles that I have. I, no listen, I didn't notice it. I really? didn't want to say anything in the pre-show stuff with your raccoon eyes, but yeah. it's is quite noticeable. I was hey. at the Corn Ferry, Corn Ferry Open for the PGA, kind of the minors, and got a chance to walk around uh, next to caddies and just watch these guys play golf at Lakewood National, uh, Lakewood Ranch National. So it was good. Look at you. Love that. Best. Look at you. All right. All right. Well, thanks, guys, for tuning in in the comments. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Play the Bay TV on Facebook at Play the Bay 2020, Apple, Spotify, everywhere else. Play the Bay, rate, review, subscribe, and we will catch you guys next week. Bye. On the flipping up. Bye. Good lighting. <laughs> thanks for listening to Play the Bay. We'll be back again with another episode on the Believe Podcasting Network. If interested in advertising, please contact Believe.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.